0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. We got ourselves a presidential debate. Holy cow, things are getting serious. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and it's all happening. Tonight, tonight, Tonight won't be night, tonight, there will be no morning star. Say it with a show tune, why don't you? This is Joe Biden's opportunity to put some things to bed. This is Donald Trump's opportunity to remind people that he can do the one thing that he is actually very bad at. The presidential voice. But what about his tax returns, Tony that non-story i mean i'll get into it but we should be clear it's a non-story in no way a story in no part of any rational thinking a story will it get brought up oh yeah it's gonna get brought up what are we all insane i mean we've got topics that we're supposed to have tonight We've got topics that we're supposed to be getting to tonight. The economy, uh, coronavirus, law and order, the Supreme Court. Tony, we going to stick to just those topics? Oh, Lord. Who knows where this is going to go? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833 468 8669 I believe Donald Trump has unique opportunity, and I believe Joe Biden has unique opportunity. We should break this down bit by bit and piece by piece. Where things are going to go off the rails, what to look for and what to listen for. But Trump has an opportunity that has nothing to do with the subjects at hand. And I argue the subjects work in his favor greatly. Greatly. Coronavirus is the only one that's questionable. What Donald Trump can do, and he only needs to do it once or twice. Let's say twice. Let's go for two. Let's see if we get if we can beat the over-under there. He has to hit the presidential voice. I know what you're saying. Tony, what does that even mean? If you have somebody sitting on a fence, if you have somebody in Ohio or Pennsylvania or Florida, not 100% sure, and their argument is, I just don't like the way he acts. I'm not saying that's a rational argument. I'm saying it can be an argument. And now is not the time to pretend that because you disagree with something that therefore it doesn't matter. It absolutely does matter. And the one thing Trump does not do well is the presidential voice. There is no grandpa in Donald Trump. He doesn't do it publicly. He might do it privately. There are stories of him doing privately. He does not do it publicly. He doesn't need to grandfather it. What he needs to do is a we're all in it. And he might that, hit that when he's talking about Amy Coney Barrett, of course, his nominee for the Supreme Court and talking about women and women in politics and women and the future of America. He might discuss this when discussing how law and order is something that benefits all Americans because the lawless society that Democrats have allowed in their cities doesn't help anybody and specifically hurts black Americans. If we're talking about poorer Americans and you want to talk about black poor Americans, they're not helped by cities that are set on fire or that defund the police. So what we need to do is offer a better solution, which is to say, what are the reforms we want? How do we go about getting them? And I will lead those conversations in the White House. That is a good approach. Now, Joe Biden's approach on things like law and order is going to be, look, don't say that this is about somebody else's America. This is all happening in Donald Trump's America. And that line is effective right until the president says, so do you want me to send in troops? And put, put uh, all this uh, insurrection to rest because you got all these mayors and all these governors, all these Democrats saying, calling uh, these good people stormtroopers. So you're opposed to them calling them stormtroopers, right? It's the line Biden is going to take to say this is all Trump's America, and Trump has the solid line in response. So when I discuss the fact that everything really falls in favor of Donald Trump, he has the high ground on a lot of these subjects. I do believe it to be true, and I've come to you backing that up. The law and order conversations where the president will pivot back to again and again and again and again on the economy. It's easy enough. It's about being hopeful on the economy on law and order. It's discussing the lawlessness that is the Democratic Party. This is a conversation about values. That's why he's going to come back to it. Because he gets to play into that values conversation and how it doesn't work for the American ethos. Because what they believe in is wholly un-American. And that hurts everybody, whether you're Christian or Jewish or Muslim, Muslim, whether you're black or white or Asian or Hispanic. It hurts all of us. That's That's his road. All roads have to come back to that. Law and order has to be his top subject. So, he, in my argument, he gets it out of the way now and leaves the economy for the, for the remaining two debates. Why? Because the remaining two debates will come after the new unemployment numbers. See, play the long game with me, guys. And you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Now, I don't know if this is the way they're thinking it. This is the way I'm thinking it. We will have new unemployment numbers on Friday. So you got to take a look at that and ask yourself, will it be down from the, it was 8.6%. Is that where we were? We were at 10.3 and then we were at 8.6. I think it's 8.6. So anything lower than 8.6 shows that when we have opened up, we've been able to get ourselves back into a good place. Since the other two debates happened in the month of October, right? And you don't have that first Friday until after the election. In November, you won't have an October number. That's the number he gets to play on. So don't play on it now when you're not 100% sure what's going to come out. Although you can have a good feeling that it's going to be still a little lower. Now, even if it's it's only 8.5, all right, that's a much slower, lower number, right? Because to go from 10.1 to 8.6, you'd love to go into the sixes. I don't know if you're going to get into the sixes, to be honest. But if you could show the numbers going down, you've got yourself a story heading uh, for for the next four weeks. Don't blow that story now. America is poised for a comeback. America wants a comeback. The American people are ready for a comeback. They want to do the work to make the comeback happen. We have to let them do the work. That'll get into a little bit about coronavirus relief. The Democrats now have a $2.2 trillion bill. Nancy Pelosi is unserious, and Joe Biden's going to say, the American people need help, and you refuse to give it to them. You spend crazy, and when it comes time to spend, you don't do anything. Maybe if you were less concerned about the amount you paid for your haircuts and worried more about the people who are giving haircuts, we'd all be better off. That's actually a good line. That's actually a good line. We'll see if Biden uses it. I'm not here to give Biden lines. You just got to admit that one's going to work. Right? What was the what did the tax returns say that President Trump spent how much on his haircuts? 70,000? 70, 000. 70 000, over the course of how many years? Uh, during his apprentice years. Oh. Oh, I totally believe that. I 100% believe it. I don't even think that's a weird number. 70,000 for haircuts? Over the course of his apprentice career? That's tax deductible too. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Well, first it, it is—it's a business expense. Second, I mean, you could let an accountant tell you otherwise. Secondly, you're doing it for TV. You gotta—you gotta have the, have the look. How much you pay for a haircut? Uh, with the tip, fifty bucks. Yeah, that doesn't equal seventy thousand over even ten years. You, wait, that's what I pay in oh. the suburbs of Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana. Okay. What does he pay? He pays eight hundred forty-two dollars. Well, he's getting ripped off. Maybe. Remember, remember uh, what's his name? Oh, God. Edwards. John Edwards, who was the vice presidential nominee for uh, John Kerry. Yeah, not a nice uh, guy. He was, he was not a nice guy. He was getting $500 uh, haircuts. Also getting ripped off. Right. But, but Trump is, was on TV. Of course, it, it needs to look a certain way. Now, you could argue he's getting ripped off, but that's what he decided to pay. And some guy, some stylist uh, did, did pretty well. So let's let's uh, let's thank uh, Trump, the, the the big spender, right there, on how that all went down. But that haircut line might work. But let's get back to the to the to the bigger thing. You save the economy for the next two debates, right? You save you save that one. Law and order is where it's at, and where does that law and order conversation take place? The suburbs. He, Trump has to do two things. Talk about how law and order affects those people who are the ones who are supposed to be the ones that Black Lives Matter actually care about and then relate it to uh, the soccer bombs. You have to relate it to the people in the suburbs. We can't have these debates coming or, or the, these uh, attacks coming near you. We simply can't have it. We simply can't be a part of it. We have to put an end to this to keep people safe. Right? That's a big one. Your children should not be at risk. Your businesses should not be at risk. That's where it's going to come out. And these Democrats, they're okay with your business being attacked. Law and order is a big one. Now, coronavirus, that's where the president is going to have issue. Because what Joe Biden gets to do is talk about the things he would have done. Therefore, he gets to set the dream scenario. He will be confronted by the things that he actually said. For example, being opposed to the travel ban regarding China before being in favor of it. And I'm sure there's going to be a litany of things. This is probably where the the uh, prep for the debate for President Trump has been most uh, concentrated being able to push back on that, what he did for the American people, how he could do better for the American people, how much better off we're doing with testing. You saw the announcements of rapid testing yesterday from the president, from Admiral Giroir and, and, and others. So there's going to be a lot of talk about that. Then there's going to be the talk about, well, there's a, a million people have died worldwide and we've lost 200,000 people. How is that possible in America? Come on, man. Like he's going to throw in one, one of those. And Trump's going to say the number could have been much worse. Luckily, I stopped travel from China and you would have allowed it to happen. Biden, I think, has more opportunity here than others. It is a question of whether or not he plays it as attack or plays it and turns it to America and says, we can have competent leadership when I'm in office. And here's what competent leadership means here's what we can do. We will never have this problem again. It has to be more than we follow the science, we believe in science, because the idea that Trump is anti-science has not worked with America. Dr. Fauci is still there. Dr. Birx is still there. Dr. Redfield is still there. No one's been fired. So the idea that he doesn't believe in science and hasn't followed the science is simply untrue. You know what the problem is? The Science is super suspect. Right now, New York is saying they have hotspots for coronavirus. They have positivity rates that are equal to where they were in July. I thought New York was the great example. Isn't that what uh, Dr. Fauci told us? Didn't didn't Dr. Fauci tell us that that what you got from from New York was just uh, a great result? They did such uh, such good work. You know what I mean? New York is 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 the model here. When of course uh they're not and I think it was just absolutely positively insane for him to say so. Absolutely positively insane for him to say so. But everybody said, "Oh yeah, you got to you got to follow uh you got to follow what New York has done. Oh, what a great job. Oh, that Governor Cuomo. <laughs> Oh, that Ron DeSantis, Republican in Florida, he's a murderous bastard. That's not true. And Cuomo didn't do a good job in, in New York. But if all Biden says is you don't follow the science, Trump just has to mention two or three things and it's over. Right? It's easy to bring the receipts on that one. So Biden has to paint the picture of in his America, when he's president how much more clear things will be, how much safer things will be. He has to paint the picture of that. I'm not 100% sure he can do it. I do not have faith in his ability to make that happen. None, really and truly none with Joe Biden. And this is where Joe Biden can exceed expectations if he has got this line together. Now, let me give you another possibility real quick of, of, a, of a tact Biden might take and something to look for. What if Biden doesn't engage? What if Biden ignores Donald Trump completely and just answers questions? The only person you're talking to is Chris Wallace through the camera, right? Chris Wallace from Fox. He's the moderator. But you answer to the questions to the camera, just like you remember it from the teleprompter. And that's it. What if Biden's entire theory is to ignore him? Now, that has possibilities because what it allows you to play is, I've already won. Now I'm talking to America about what we're going to do. We only have to wait another month. Right? You can play it in that kind of direction. Unfortunately, it can't work for everything. Because the conversation of Amy Coney Barrett will come up front and center. And Biden has to let his progressive base know that he is opposed to a woman going on the Supreme Court. You have to be opposed to Amy Coney Barrett. You have to say that she's going to be bad for women's rights. Putting a woman on the Supreme Court is bad for women's rights. And bad for reproductive rights. And bad for gay rights. And you got to list and label all the things. So... He has to address it. And he has the personal connection of what happened when Merrick Garland was nominated in the last year of Obama's term. And Mitch McConnell said, nope. Mitch, are you going to confirm the nominee? Uh, nope. Well, you got to hold the hearings, Mitch. You got you to gotta get the judiciary together and hold the hearings. Nope. Mitch, this isn't funny. You got to do this. What do you mean you're not going to do this? You got to do this. Nope. As much as President Trump has a legacy for Supreme Court justices, that legacy is equally shared by Mitch McConnell. Absolutely, positively shared with Mitch McConnell. Can't be denied. Cannot be denied. So these are some of the things that we're going to hear and there are certainly opportunities. I think Trump has the ability to bring receipts more than Joe Biden does. Joe Biden has the opportunity to paint what a perfect world would look like. But in the end, I think Trump has more opportunities here. But Biden really may only have one hurdle. Be cogent for 90 minutes. Be awake for 90 minutes. Be able to last 90 minutes. And if he can do that, Well, hell, that's all you'll hear. That is all you'll hear from these people. That look, he lasted. You see, everything's fine. Everything is not fine. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.